0: good morning Morning. it is good to see you today on baptism sunday as lc talked about you've chosen to be in worship on a great day let me ask you how many of you remember your baptism okay that's a lot of you because i know a lot of folks in the church were baptized as infants um and we're not going to hold you to remembering all the details of that day, okay? But maybe you're like Pastor Fran as she was turning the book uh, in an album as she was going through her, her father was deceased and she was going through his stuff and she saw where she had been baptized. And so while she did not remember that day, it was a reality for her. But some of you were of an age where you remembered You may have been a child, or a teenager, or an adult, or maybe you were baptized in another setting, another denomination, another church. Well, today is a day where we celebrate some that are making a first-time commitment, and they're being baptized, and we have a, a baptismal pool for that, and we also are going to be sprinkling. It's going to be powerful. And then there are those that are remembering Their baptism. You know, it's important uh, for us to remember who we are and who we belong to. And so, really, today is a day where every one of us can remember our own baptism. If you've been baptized as an infant or an adolescent or an adult, you can recall that and celebrate that, and we can celebrate that together as the body of Christ. Remembering one's baptism is kind of like renewing one's marriage vows. Uh, did that not too long ago. Somebody had been married, a couple had been married 30 years, and they asked me to renew their vows, and privately they said the wedding vows to each other. They exchanged vows again. That didn't mean they were getting married again. It just meant that they were reaffirming their commitment to each other and that's what remembering our baptism is about today and so you'll see that and I want to encourage you to uh, really participate because there's three entities in today and what we're about to do right after this service. Uh, one is God. Uh, he, he's the biggest one that we can talk about and his work of grace offered to us and those that we're celebrating that's the second entity but the third entity the third character in this is you and i want to encourage you to be present as the scripture says as a great cloud of witnesses to celebrate these decisions that have been made for jesus christ and so right after this service Uh, I'm going to pray at the end of the message. I'm going to give you a few instructions. We're going to flip this room so that we can come back and eat in here. We're going to go over to the youth wing, which used to be called the Reef. Before that, it was the New Fellowship Hall. But anyway, we're going over to the youth wing, and there we have a baptismal pool, and I'm so pumped because it's actually warm water. Yeah, on a day like today, I had to have it. And so we're going to have water over there. You're going to have a chance to be seated. You're going to have a chance to to stand you can applaud those that make these decisions come be part of what's happening today well we're in a series entitled fresh start and you'll remember we talked about how we frame things how we see things in our lives and and do we have the mind of christ and we prayed that prayer lord help us to see things as you see things whatever is good whatever is noble whatever is is respectable, whatever is honorable, help us to think on these things and help us to see the positive in reality and to see your vision for us. And then we talked about facing forward. And in Philippians, how Paul talks about forgetting about what lies behind. Although our past helps to inform who we are, we cannot live in the past and so we forget what lies behind, and we press on. We know we're not perfect. We know we've made mistakes, but we're not going to look backward. We're going to look facing forward, because God is doing a perfecting work in us. And so while we're not perfect, we do press on for the high calling of Christ. And then we talked about last week, Friend did an awesome job with breathing deeply and living in the moment and drawing in, inhaling God's peace in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, today our theme is washed clean, and I have good news for you. It's a message for every one of us. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you have called us to this time, to this place, to be a part of an awesome day. And we thank you, more importantly, for the great work that you're doing in the lives of those that we will call out in baptism and in remembering baptism. But the work that you're doing in us, you've not given up on us. You continue to believe in us in spite of us. And so, God, we thank you for that good work, as Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, that you who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. And we thank you for that cleansing process that has happened through the redemption of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I just ask you to anoint these words. Let them fall powerfully on the hearts and the ears of those here today. And let me apply these words to my life as well. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, you have uh, in your bulletin a couple of things that will help us. One is the scripture, but the other is some bullet points related to the message. And the scripture is Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Now, I'm not going to read through that. You have that. But I do want to kind of reconstruct that for you. John the Baptist, who was prophesied in the Old Testament, old Isaiah, said there is an eccentric dude that is going to be coming to the earth, and his name is John the Baptist, and John has a weird diet. He wears really weird clothes. Uh, he's a strange fellow, but he's got a, a message, and it's a message that is relevant. And Isaiah said he will be like a voice crying out in the wilderness. He will be a voice that will speak to redemption. And John the Baptist did. He spoke and pointed others to Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that John the Baptizer and Jesus were cousins. And John the Baptizer, or John the Baptist, was calling people to allow... He was calling them to repentance, which really means this. To turn or return, if you would, from the ways that are destructive and wayward and sinful toward God. And so that's all repentance really means. He was saying, repent, turn from your brokenness, from your wrong ways, and face toward God and move in the right direction. And people were being baptized all through the Jordan Valley and Judea area, and he would immerse them in the Jordan River. And people were crying out to God, and they were allowing the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, to do a corrective work in them. And Jesus, on one occasion, pressed through the crowd. Now, I want you to envision this with me. Here's John's cousin. He knows in his heart of hearts that this is the Messiah. And he's pressing through. And I'm sure he greeted Jesus, and Jesus greeted him. John, I want you to baptize me. Now, to John's credit, in his humility, he said, I'm not worthy to untie your sandals, to loosen your sandals. You should be baptizing me. For you are the Son of God. And Jesus said, "No, it is right for me to do this. And so John the Baptist, his cousin, consented, and he immersed Jesus into the river, Jordan and brought him back up. And part of that, I really believe, was that Jesus wanted to identify, with all of humanity and all of those he was calling to follow him. And so he exemplified his command, which was in the Great Commission to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so he modeled that for us. But what comes next is even more powerful. The scripture says that the heavens... Opened up. And I don't believe that did justice. I believe that the heavens were rent. They exploded. Into this openness. And there was the voice of the heavenly father. That said. This is my. Beloved. Cherished. Son. Think about that. I'm giving him to you. As the. Sacrifice. Sacrifice the lamb that is worthy, the one that will bring atonement. He said, this is my beloved son, and I am so pleased with him. It was as if it was an applause from heaven. The archangels and the seraphim and the cherubim just let loose with praise and honor and glory In that moment. What does that mean for us? What is baptism for us? What does it mean to remember our baptism? Well, a couple of things I want us to celebrate today. And you have your message notes. I encourage you to follow along. The meaning of baptism is really an outward sign of an inward reality. It is, we say it's more than a symbol, but it's likened to a symbol externally for something that has happened in my heart. When I receive Jesus Christ into my life and accept the grace that is provided through his death on the cross, my sins are forgiven, and I am born anew, born from above, born again. And we're going to talk about that more And so that baptism moment, that washing with the water, speaks to that new life for me in Christ. And so it is an outward sign of something very real for me and very real for you. And so baptism certifies our adoption into the family of God. I mean, think about that a minute. You've heard of unplanned pregnancies, right? (laughs) But there's no such thing as an unplanned adoption. Adoption has to do with two individuals that long to be parents that go through the, the legal, logistical work, the due diligence of getting to the place where they can lay claims to someone. And the wonderful thing for us is if if you feel as though you've gone astray, if you feel like you're orphaned, the wonderful news for you is that God loved you and he loved you before you even knew about him. I think about our three children, and Delia and I have been blessed to have three children, and Jacob and Rebecca and Jordan. And one of the things that Delia would do would pray. She'd pray while that child was in the womb. And we would pray together about each one of those. And we would talk to them. Have you ever talked to your your child in the womb? And and we'd say, Jacob, we named him early. And and we'd say, Jacob, we're so excited you're coming. And what was cool about that was we fell in love with someone we had never met. Think about that. Someone we had never been, been introduced to who is the incarnation of our love together, we already adored. And I want to say to you, the message of love is extended in that Christ, that our God loved you before you were even conceived. He was your idea, and he knew who you were. And he... He loved you before you were even knitted in your mother's womb. And he has certified your adoption. You are a child of God. Say that with me. I am a child of God. Say it again. I am a child of God. God, And we belong to God. And that's part of the affirmation of baptism is that we are children of God and we're siblings together as children of God. Secondly, baptism is a cleansing bath. (laughs) I don't know about you. You know, we wash our dishes, don't we? And we wash our cars. But when it comes to our lives and who we are and our brokenness, we need a cleansing bath. We need to bathe. And the problem is we can't bathe ourselves when it comes to sin and mistakes in our lives. We don't have what it takes. There's not enough righteousness. We don't know what it is to to be able to cleanse ourselves. And so we needed someone who was perfect, who was without blemish, who was the only one that was worthy, and that was Jesus Christ. And He came, and through His work on the cross, He has given us a cleansing bath through and through, and our sin has been forgiven. In an amazing way, in God's sanctified imagination, salvation happened when all of my sin and all of your sin combined in a millisecond to pass through him on the cross on Calvary, and he said, it is finished. It is finished. And the veil was torn. Everything that I ever have done, and while this is not a license to sin, and everything that I will ever do that is wrong has been forgiven. Think about that. A cleansing bath, atonement. But it wasn't just in water. It was the blood of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that cleaned me up. I could not do it. I was not good enough and never will be. But he who knew no sin became sin that I might be free from sin. So baptism for us certifies that we've been laid claim to, that we belong to children of god to the heavenly father it is a thorough cleaning for us it represents that outward that inward thing that has happened to us as an external sign and then baptism signifies our new birth today we will be baptizing to through two forms one will be immersion And the other will be sprinkling. We'll be remembering baptisms in the same way. And at one point in the baptismal pool that has been set up, we will take that person and we will dip them completely under the water and raise them up. And Paul says in a very beautiful way, there is power in that imagery because when we go down... We are buried and we die with Christ. And our sin and our transgressions and our iniquity is drowned, is buried. And when we are raised up out of that water, it speaks to the newness of life that we are a new creation, that we have been born again, born anew, born from above. And here's the cool thing, that not only is my sin cleansed off of me and my wrong removed from my life, but the power of sin can be defeated as I am raised to new life. Oh, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to stumble. But there is a change agent that is happening and working in my life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember the dove landed on Jesus And as the dove ascended, uh, that was the Holy Spirit. And as Jesus was raised to new life out of the water, so to speak, representing the resurrection, we live in the power of the resurrection, in the power of Easter, as we can overcome the power of sin. It no longer has to hold us in bondage. And we can celebrate the joy of our salvation and live in victory. And so baptism means that we've been laid claim to. We are God's possession. That we have been cleaned up. And that we are born anew. Paul says, the old man passes away. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. it is so important for us to remember that. If you're not being baptized today, if you're not remembering your baptism in terms of actual water, it's really okay because today we can enter into that sacramental moment with others and recall the vows we've made and to recognize that God is our Lord and we are his children. Martin Luther, the father of the reformation struggled in a lot of ways i mean he opened the door to our understanding of faith and and believing in christ and moving away from legalism but he struggled he even struggled with depression and he would go through what he called the dark night of the soul and in his darkest moments he would say this i have been baptized i have been baptized he would remember and call out to God and call out to the darkness that he was among the baptized and that God would never let him go and that he would be okay. He wanted to remember, and there was power in that remembering as though it was happening in the moment for him. There was a series series. Uh, called Roots back in the 70s. Some of you <laughs> may remember that. Some of you have not a clue what I'm talking about. But it was, uh, it was a depiction, a documentary, if you would, a docudrama of American slavery and the days of slavery. And Kuta Kinte was the main character. And in it, it talks about the perils of slavery and the inhumanities of slavery. And in that drama, there is a powerful scene where Kuta Kinte is leading the horses on the carriage, and he has his white master, and he pulls up to the white antebellum home. And there is a party going on, white folks partying out, and there's music going on. And you can see it beyond the columns of the antebellum house. And he knows that he's confined to staying with the horses. And so his white master and family go, and they listen, and they dance to the music. But while they're hearing this music, there's another melody playing. There's another rhythm that he hears. It's kind of underneath. And he thinks, that's familiar to me. I know that music. And it was as if his feet and legs had a life of their own, and he began to leave the horses and the carriage, and he went around the antebellum home, and there where the shanties, the little houses where the slaves resided. and He could see the, uh, the, the lamps and, and the candles, and he heard the music. It was getting louder. And sure enough, he began to dance, and he, he danced and moved closer, and he knocked on the door, and they said, Welcome. They were from his tribe and his village back in Africa. And they danced together, and he began to sing, and he celebrated. And when it was time for him to go back, he wept. You know why he wept? He wept because he said, I almost forgot the slavery and all that went with it. I almost forgot who I was. The wonderful thing today is in the face of darkness, in the face of challenge, in the face of difficulty, we can celebrate that we belong to Jesus and he belongs to us. And it's going to be okay. And we can live in victory. (laughs) Let's pray together.